Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings and happy middle of April. (laughs) Hope you had a great Easter if you celebrate that or whatever you are celebrating and enjoying this time of of the year. This time of the year for me is birthdays for myself and my son, my daughter-in-law. So it is a time of celebration. Today, I want to talk about leading through a reduction in force or a RIF, which is a term I think most people are familiar with. This is so poignant right now and so common that I really wanted to touch on it. And this episode isn't just for people who do have leadership roles, but also people who lead by influence or have the opportunity to lead by influence. And so I'm going to give suggestions in each of these points for both the leader and then those who can lead by influence. And I wanted to frame this episode with some statistics. And this is as of the day I wrote this episode in in late March. Meta is planning to lay off 10,000 workers this year. We've all seen Meta in the news. More than 161,000 tech layoffs occurred in 2022, and an additional 128,000 plus layoffs are anticipated, actually have already happened in 2023. So I don't know what the math is on that, but that's about 300,000 jobs in the tech sector alone that have occurred just since the end of last year. Disney announced 7,000 layoffs in February. Amazon is cutting 18,000 jobs. Salesforce is laying off 10% of its workforce. Goldman Sachs is cutting 3,200 jobs. And Spotify is cutting 6% of its workforce. I know those are (laughs) dismal statistics, but they do set the stage for what we're talking about here is how can you be an effective leader through a reduction in force? What do you do? What don't you do? Well, number one suggestion that I want to give you is to show compassion and kindness to those that you're letting go. I have heard such horror stories, I think we all have, about here's the pink slip, don't let the door hit you on the way out, and security treats you like you're some sort of criminal. And of course, it goes without saying that that is going to leave a negative taste in the mouth of the rift employee who is then going to tell, you know, 10, 20 people about that. So it doesn't serve your company to treat people that way. But it's also just very degrading and dehumanizing, and and you can do better. So I want you to advocate for outplacement benefits and severance. So those are two different things. Outplacement benefits typically will include coaching, whether it's group or one-on-one, they might redo your resume for you. There may be job groups to help, you know, network to find jobs. I worked 
for a couple of years in a consulting basis with a an outplacement firm. And those were some of the things that we provided for them. And that is a great resource. When I have clients come to me who have been told that they've received a RIF and, and maybe it's in the on the horizon, they're going to be let go, you know, at the end of the year in three months or something like that. One of the first questions I typically will ask them is, have they offered you any outplacement benefits? And might there be an opportunity for you to go to your boss and say, as part of my severance, as part of, you know, whatever you're providing me already, I would like this service. Here's what it will cost through this individual that I really would like to work with. And that's in that case, it's me and see if they can get their company to pay for it. And then, of course, severance is usually based on whatever your salary is, a certain number of weeks equivalent to what you would make salary wise. And it's usually based on how many years you've been with the company, although sometimes there can also be a seniority implication as well in what they were they will offer you. And I invite you as a leader to leverage your networks. So if these are good folks who were let go, rift through no fault of their own, how can you leverage your network to help them at least make contact? You're not getting them another job, but you are opening some doors for them that could lead to a new opportunity for them. If you aren't in a leadership role, what you can do in this regard is still show kindness and compassion to the Rift employees, and you might also be able to leverage your network to help them. I've had so many clients over the years who have been in that kind of situation. They've been let go through no fault of their own, and the employees, whether they were Rift or whether they remained, would come out of the woodwork to offer networking support, referrals, suggestions, all the things to, to help these folks that have been Rift. So that's number one, show kindness and compassion to those that you're letting go. Number two, acknowledge the toll on the remaining employees. I think it's really easy for leaders to think, oh, you guys didn't lose your job. You should be thrilled. You should be grateful. And they are, I'm sure. However, there is also an uncertainty of the ground underneath their feet, because if this happened once, it may very well happen again, and it may include that. In fact, the company may have said there will be three rounds of layoffs. And so, you know, if you didn't make it, if you weren't shown the door in the first round, there's a real fear and a real concern that the second or the third round will get you. So having an awareness of that and acknowledging that is a key leadership role in this situation. And also, I think it's important to recognize that they're going to be mourning the loss of their colleagues. These are people who may have become their friends in and outside of work. And they may also be concerned about what is going to be added onto my plate. And of course, no additional pay to make up for the people that have been ripped. So what what is going to happen to my job responsibilities and the scope of my work? So all of that is going on in their minds. And so you can imagine that that would bring down any enthusiasm they might have about, I still have a job. So as a leader, you're tasked with keeping your team together emotionally and motivationally. And hopefully that can help to avoid further layoffs, right? So I think a a through theme in this leadership with a rift situation is that you're trying to do what you can to prevent further layoffs in your department, especially if they haven't already been announced. We want to keep that level of production and that level of result up high so that you will be spared further rifts. 
Now, if you're not in a leadership role, you can still be a friend to the remaining co-workers, share your emotions, talk, just make sure that you don't use your lunch hours as what is essentially a bitch session, right? Be a positive inspiration. Acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the struggle, acknowledge the fear, acknowledge the whatever it is, and work towards solutions. Don't just focus on the problem. So that's number two, acknowledge the toll on the remaining employees. Number three is to allow space for grief. Your employees might need a venue, a forum to share their grief with each other. So in addition to acknowledging the toll, you want to provide that space and that facilitate an opportunity for them to do that. And that may very well mean that you don't get to be in the room because maybe on some level they blame you or see you as part of the reason the riff has occurred. And if you aren't in a leadership role and your boss isn't allowing that space, then advocate for that. Come to him and say, look, here's what I'm hearing. You don't have to give specifics. You're not throwing anybody under the bus, but just suggest, hey, could we have a lunch? Could we maybe swing and order in lunch that is, you know, a venue for us to get together and talk about what we're feeling and look at paths forward and possible solutions? So that's number three, allow space for grief. The next one is redefine priorities and communicate them with your team. One of the absolute worst things that I have seen happen through RIFs is a lack of communication where there's no storyline, there's no rationale, there's no explanation. People don't see a correlation between who was terminated and work performance or contribution to the organization it seems very random they don't know what's going to happen next and so of course what many people will do in that situation is catastrophize what is the worst possible outcome and then they start to gossip about that and it gets even bigger and bigger and bigger so if this has been a significant rift that has really decimated your team you want to meet with your direct supervisor so whoever you as the leader report to In light of the reduced staff, so it may be that you need to review previous priorities because they need to be thrown out the window, either because the company is moving in a new direction or some of the priorities of your organization can no longer be fulfilled as originally stated because of the loss of staff. So it can be it can be because the company is having to change directions or it can be. You know, here are the realities based on my team. And you can't assume that your boss is automatically going to know, oh, Sue was spearheading that initiative and we just let Sue go. We don't have anyone else with XYZ skill set. You know, we need to talk about that. Over communicating these these things to your team is really critical. Over communicating, here's what I'm hearing, here's what I've seen. You know, obviously within these situations, there is often confidential communications that occur or communications that you are not privy to and will not be made privy to as the leader. But within your sphere of influence and what you know to be true. Being able to communicate those things and keep your team in the loop is going to help to minimize gossip, you know, fatalistic thinking, and also a mass exodus, right? Because again, when employees don't know if they're next to come, you know, if they're next to get the pink slip, or they just don't know what's happening, they're very likely to to look elsewhere. And what I have seen over and over again with those kinds of exodus, because the company is 
in trouble is that it's the good people who leave because they're the marketable ones. So what you end up being left with is not half your workforce or, you know, three quarters of your workforce or whatever the math is, but actually far less than that because you're left with the, the lesser performers on your team. And if you're not in a, a leadership role in this situation, ask your boss how you can support him or her in communicating the new priorities. What can you do to help your boss? What new roles could you take on to help with this communication? Think about what your skill set is and how you might be able to help with the issues around communication. And beyond everything, be a model team player. It does not mean that you are, you know, poly sunshine and I don't see the handwriting on the wall or that I don't think I could be the next to go. It's not about that. It's about let's put a positive spin on this and let's get back to work. The next suggestion is to streamline systems. So as a leader, it's time for you then when you are when your team is decimated or even a small team that loses one member can be a decimation. How can you step up automation to help with reduced staff? How can you reshuffle the job duties in the best way possible? Keeping in mind existing workloads, capacity, priorities, all of those things. So it's really time for you to get extremely strategic, again, in conjunction with your boss to see, is there automation available to us already in the company that we just need to get on board with? Is there some new automation specific to our function that makes the most sense for us to invest in right now? What can we do? And if you aren't in a leadership role, maybe you have significant textile skills. And maybe if your boss says we're looking for automation that solves this problem that has now happened because of, of a riff, maybe you could take the lead in researching the possibilities and giving a presentation to your boss. Maybe it is a matter of expanding the use of existing technology. So could you play a role in investigating what are the, the modules, the components that we aren't currently using that we could add on? And can you help your boss reshuffle the road? Can you be another source of kind of intelligence on strengths, weaknesses, all of those things with the team? Not in the sense of let's throw somebody under the bus because they're not doing a good job, but who does it make the most sense to give, you know, Sue, now that we've riffed her, who, which components of Sue's job responsibilities sh should go to whom? And how do we, how do we reshuffle that in the best way possible? The next one I think is one that is often overlooked at the corporate level, and that is investing in the remaining team members. So while there is obviously some kind of a financial issue at stake when they're riffing employees, oftentimes companies are asked to cut things kind of to the bare bones before a riff or sometimes in conjunction. So I think the, the, the logical thinking is, oh, we don't have money to invest in what's left, but that is the absolute worst response. There has to be money to keep those who remain operating at their highest level. And so it's really time to think about the tools, the training, and the support. And because some of these folks are going to be taking on new responsibilities, then there may be training or retooling to take on those new responsibilities. Also, not in the vein of the training piece, 
you might also want to think about social events, a new recognition program, maybe something around, you know, the doing more with less concept. Who's really an outstanding example of someone who has helped with the increased load, the decreased staffing? Is there even an opportunity for spot bonuses? So I think, again, that the natural inclination for a leader is to make the assumption that because of everything else that's going on, the RIF and whatever else is happening to our budgets, that we shouldn't dare think about those kinds of things. I want to push back and say I think they are of the utmost importance to show your remaining team members that you care about them. Even if you know another riff is coming, you need to support whoever's going to be left and keep that motivation level, that commitment level, and that engagement level high. If you aren't in a leadership role, do you have a strength in planning events? Could you say to your boss, I'd like to create a recognition program. I'd like to, you know, do something on a Friday afternoon after work to, you know, get the morale of our existing remaining team members up. So approach your boss to take on some aspect of that that really plays to your strengths. I think also another through line in this episode is the opportunity for those who aren't in the leadership position to really position themselves for leadership positions by effectively leading by influence and stepping up to the plate, being that team player, really shining so that you will be considered because sometimes Oftentimes, companies tend to overcorrect, they riff more employees than they needed to, and then so the pendulum, if you think of it as a pendulum, it kind of swings way over to one side, and then after the dust settles, we need to right that pendulum and get it back to the center, and that often involves you know, rehiring. Sometimes they rehire the same people, other times it's, it's new folks, and also putting the remaining folks into new roles, additional roles, leadership roles, whatever the case may be, you want to be sort of at the front of that line when those considerations are being made. The next one is paint the vision. And this is the last one, and I think such an important one, because the only way you can truly get your team on board with whatever the new reality is, is to show them a brighter future and help them to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Here's a quote from a Forbes article called The Big Riff. Most people will jump ship immediately without a clear view of a future magnetic state, or they will check out, go through the motions, and then jump ship. We've heard that as the quiet resignation. Neither scenario accomplishes your mission, right? So we don't want people immediately leaving because they think I'm next, nor do we want them still in the role but checked out because we need their maximum performance in light of the fact that we're doing more with less. So it's key for you as the leader to paint that vision, show them the potential of their hard work and their effort, and you know, make it very clear that you're expecting the most out of them. If you aren't in a leadership role, you can't paint that vision for your boss, but perhaps there is a part that you can play. If you're really great with PowerPoint and your boss isn't, perhaps you could take his raw notes or even interview him and get the information needed to create a compelling PowerPoint to paint that vision. Is there some other communication strength that you have that would help your boss with painting and communicating that vision? 
Is there an opportunity somewhere for you to help support your boss in operationalizing the vision? Are you going to be able to take a piece of that and really run with it and, and volunteer for that? Bottom line, if you are in a leadership role during a RIF, you have a tremendous opportunity to show kindness and empathy, provide direction and resources for your team members during a very turbulent time, and show those above you how good of a leader you truly are. If you are not in leadership role during the RIF, as I spoke about a moment ago, this is your opportunity to put your leadership strengths on display for your boss, your boss's boss, coworkers, others in other departments to see, take advantage of the opportunity to really step up the plate and show them what you can do. I hope this helps and give you some food for thought. I certainly hope that your company isn't going through a riff, but I can pretty well assure you that if you have been in the workforce for any length of time, you have experienced a riff, whether you were personally involved, and you most certainly will experience and experience one before you leave the workforce. So hopefully this has been helpful information and I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.